Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. After a chance encounter with the daughter of Ingrid Bergman, that would be Isabella Rossellini, director screen and screenwriter, Steve Bjorkman was presented with a proposition by Miss Rossellini. She said, shall we make a film about Mama? After gaining access, <laughs> yes. yes, after gaining access to Bergman's rich po- uh, posthumous work, diaries, letters, photographs, amateur movies, through this wonderful library of, of uh memorabilia and as we said photographs and amateur movies uh he has put together a terrific documentary on the life and times and the work of ingrid bergman and it's called ingrid bergman in her own words and i'm thrilled to have with us today here on film school the directors and screenwriter as well uh steve bjorkman steve welcome to film school thank you very much <laughs> thanks it's yeah. it's nice to talk to you and in fact i i was working in another school in L.A. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, talking about film. <laughs> oh. so, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome back to film school. How's that? How's Thank that? you. <laughs> well, uh, I, first of all, there, are, there may be people in, not in my audience, uh, I don't think, uh, too many people who love film uh, that don't know who Ingrid Bergman is. But let's talk a little bit about sort of her film history and then we'll get into the rest of it after that but I'd, I'd love for people to know just what an accomplished actress and what a body of work she she really has okay yeah no it's it's true when i was making the movie and some people asked me what i was working on and i mentioned uh i'm making a film on ingrid bergman if the the person was say less than younger than 40, 45 years old, they said, who? And uh, if they were older, they they probably knew. But there was one word, uh, just one word, to uh, explain to these younger persons who she might have been. And um, I, I guess you could almost guess that which word that I, was. I think I know um, what it is, but go ahead and say it. It's Casablanca. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's the and word. <laughs> because that's that's a, apparently a film which so many have seen, and also here in Sweden, it's coming back on television now and then, and I guess in America, it's it's quite often in some of your channels there. Yeah. Well, it, it I think uh, almost any poll on the hundred greatest films of all time, it inevitably ends up as either the the film or one of the top four or five films considered to be one of the top four or five films ever yeah. made. Yeah, English, English. which it wasn't at the time when it it was being made. I mean, both Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart and some other actors they uh, hardly knew what the film was all about because. The script was apparently written while they were filming, and and uh, they hadn't even decided uh, upon how it would end. Uh, so they shot two endings and and chose, I think, the best one of them. Well, well, aside from 
Casablanca because and and for me the thing that makes Casablanca one of the great films uh, is that the, it's all it's a relationship film. It's this love story between the characters of Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. And for American mm-hmm. audiences, I think that the the, the the sort of the beguiling. Uh, nature and acting and style and obviously an attractive, beautiful woman, but it was this chemistry between those two actors that is for most people the reason why it's such a powerful film. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess you're you're very right there, and and I mean, uh, um, Ingrid Bergman had a very long career and and a very fast one as well. I mean, she started already in Sweden. Uh, she made her first film before turning 19 years old, and she had just had one year of, of theater school uh, before. And uh, very soon she was the biggest star in Sweden. She starred in uh, nine, ten films within less than three years and was picked up by... David O. Selznick to come to Hollywood to make a remake of one of her Swedish films, Intermezzo. And she started her American career and stayed in, in, in Hollywood for about 10 years uh, before she went to Europe and continued to make films there. Yeah, I think it's important to point out that the the breadth of her career covers four or five, at least four or five decades, maybe more of work. Um, yes, and but I think one of the most amazing thing uh, about her is that she, in fact, acted both in movies and on uh, on the stage in five different languages. I, I don't know any other actor or actress who has managed that. I mean, she spoke Swedish, uh, German, English, French and Italian, and uh, she acted in all these five languages. I was not aware of her stage career until I saw your film, Ingrid Bergman, in her own words. Um, and yeah. uh, very impressive, very impressive work, body of work. That's true. Yeah, no, she she wanted to mix uh, stage and, and uh, I mean, theater and, and film work all, all, all her life. And already in Hollywood, she had only been there for, I think, uh, two years when she made uh, Lilium uh, uh, a play on Broadway, uh, also because she was, um, she thought she didn't get enough of job in in Hollywood. She she wanted to be in movies all the time, but um, uh, there was some, time when she hadn't made a movie for say four four months and and so she she took to the stage instead well let's let's talk about your involvement and how how you as i mentioned in the introduction that uh, this encounter with uh, mm-hmm. her daughter uh isabella yes. rosalini and i obviously there was a conversation between the two of you tell us a little bit about you know what drew you in and and this sort of i'll say challenge that was issued to you by isabella but talk about that how how did this all come yeah out? no it, it was just a chance meeting and it's almost five years ago it was at the berlin film festival and i was there to talk about another bergman ingmar bergman the swedish uh, film and, and theater director because they had a huge exhibition of him during the the Berlin Film Festival. And Isabella was president of the jury during the festival. And one evening I was out having dinner with the Bergman actress, Harriet Andersson, 
and uh, um, somebody came from the festival and said that Isabella Rossellini was on her way because she wanted to meet with Harriet. Mm-hmm. So she came and we were sitting around the table and Isabella happened to sit next to me and suddenly during the conversation, she, as you said, she just turned to me and said, shall we make a film about Mama? <laughs> so what what you say to that? Uh, I, I said, yes. <laughs> I, I, had, I hadn't thought myself of making a film of Ingrid Bergman, but... That that's really how it started, and I'm I'm very happy for this chance meeting were, we had. Were you aware right away of this trove of of uh, the films, the photographs, the letters, the diaries? No, not at all. It was uh, it was a total revelation. First, I I met all all Ingrid Bergman's four children, um, Isabella's uh, brother Roberto in in Paris, and later on her twin sister Ingrid in in and also Pia Lindstrom, the oldest daughter who lives in New York, a former TV uh, uh, personality. Um, and they all gave me access to the, the archive, the film archive of Ingrid Bergman, which is in um, university in Connecticut, um, the Wesleyan University. And uh, there I found that uh, during her life, Ingrid Bergman has saved everything i mean letters she started to write diaries at the age of 10. Uh, her father was a, a photographer so there were lots of photos of young ingrid and uh, also he borrowed a film camera so i had also film uh, some footage of, of her as a child which I also was amazing. And then she started to make um, amateur movies herself, Super 8 and, and 16 millimeter all through her life. So I had about seven to eight hours of her own uh, home movies, which I use frequently in, in, in the film. And uh, it, I mean, this was such a treasure to, to, <laughs> to uh, it's a, be able to use. It's yeah. amazing. It goes back to, and you obviously you found some very early, very um, yeah, early photos of her. Um, and yeah, and and, and films uh, her father shot of her yeah. when she was age three, five, eight, ten. Um, short, silent movies, of course, in black and white, but still, uh, they do exist. It's and I think the reason for this is that, um, and and why. Ingrid Bergman kept this uh, over the years is that um, she lost both her her parents very early. Her her mother died before Ingrid was three years old and the father died 10 years after. And uh, she was taken care of by uh, an aunt who died more or less in her arms the year after when Ingrid was 14 years old. So at 14, she is more or less by herself in alone in the world so i think as some of the the kids say in the movie keeping all this stuff was like keeping the family with her all the time yeah there's um, a there's a, by the way we're speaking with a stig bjorkman he's the director of the film ingrid bergman in her own words um there's an interesting insight and i Right now, I don't remember if it was Pia or Isabella, Pia Lindstrom or uh, mm-hmm. or Isabella Rosalini who said that 
the, her father taking photos and filming her when she was very young, um, and through that, through sort of a show of love and and connection with her, that may have yeah, it's Pia who said, uh, yeah. and and love came through the lens, the camera lens, and uh, maybe that was the reason why she also fell in love with so many other people on the other side of the lens. I mean. Uh, yeah. Not only Robert Rossellini, but also Robert Cap and uh, the, the famous uh, photographer, and uh, also Victor Fleming, who was uh, one of her American directors. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, and there's a quality, and I, I think it's, I mean, you know, you we talk about Casablanca. She was in a number of just absolutely beautiful, stunning films, and her portrayals were. A, were quite remarkable in all of them she's she she manages and I, I don't know how and there's something about her appearance by the way i want to let people know that she won three academy awards two emmy awards four golden globes a bafta award a tony award uh yes. certainly one of the most uh, accomplished and decorated uh actresses of all time um but there was something about her she's obviously a beautiful woman but there's something about her appearance her eyes that uh, and I th- yeah, you know. I think there is some 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 kind of strange uh, magic there. Uh, one of my very favorite scenes in the film is um, her makeup test for Selznick. Uh, it's uh, um, silent, one minute long, um, not close up, but uh, almost close up of, of her face, and she's just sitting there looking into the camera and the camera lens and and uh, you can see that um, the camera loves her and, and that's the way the audience yeah. do uh, afterwards and seeing her her movies as well yeah. i mean she was, she was almost made to for to make movies you know you know, it's a screen test, yeah, a Selznick screen test. Is yeah. that what you're describing? You know, I watching that, and I was so taken with that because in in the course of however long, as you said, a minute long or however it was, um, yeah, it, it, you see her go through. Uh, I, I think watching it, I was taken with the fact that she went from um, sort of in re- at rest in a sense. Uh, not playing to the camera and then playing to the camera and she went through two or three at least two or three different iterations of that she yeah, was she, very, and, a bit shy yeah. uh, for at first and but then she's uh, just her smiling self in the end and and enjoying you can see the yeah. enjoyment of her uh yeah being there in front of the camera well it, it what's what's so special about that section of the film is the the the, the uh, sort of the breadth of her of her range of emotions in that in just in that short period of time, uh, it, she seemed to put a lot on display about herself, and it's just her and her. You know, you're looking at her face, and such a again coming back, she's such a revealing, and uh, her face is so expressive. Her eyes are she's just a That's beautiful true. woman, but she's also there's something that you can see in her manner. That that there's a depth to her, and there's a depth to her acting, and it. And yeah, no, no, I I think you're you're right, and and in in many of her best films, you 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 see the same thing, and uh, 
the best of her directors like Hitchcock or Rossellini or, or later Inga Bergman in, in Sweden when she made her last film here in, 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 in Swedish, they, they, they could see that as well. And, and uh, so, yeah. I think I, for me watching her in, in, in all these films that she's been in, she, she, her characters seem to be almost without exception without guile. She doesn't seem to be her, her, and I don't know how she was. If that's mm. the kind of person she was, you know, in real life. Obviously, there are a lot of different things going on in her life. She's in a, a remarkable, you know, range of experiences in her life. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think there is a directness in which also uh, is in her private life. I mean, the honesty and the directness yeah. was always leading her, and. Um, also, when she she left America for for uh, Rossellini, Roberto Rossellini, and, and Europe and and another kind of cinema, uh, she showed the same directness in in her actions and and uh, yeah uh. yeah well and and there I want people to run out and see Ingrid Bergman in her own words, <laughs> uh, but so I don't want to talk. I don't want to uh, get into too much uh, detail because uh, there's, there's so much of the film um, is the films that she shot, the the interviews. The, by the way, the um, uh, is Alicia uh, Vikander who's who does the the uh, yes. She is who is the voice of Ingrid Bergman. Yes, she. she I mean, I choose uh, Alicia, of course, because. Um, you can see her as the new Ingrid Bergman, and, and she's making uh, one English or American film after the other. And right now, she has been uh, nominated for two Golden Globes as uh, Best Actress and Best uh, Supporting Actress for I, two of her films. She was terrific in Testament of Youth. I, I uh, was was able to see that, and she's wonderful. She's a wonderful actress, and but she gives. She is, and she's such a sweet, sweet woman as well. And um, it was so funny. I, I know her since way back before she left Sweden, and when she had made her first Swedish movie. And so I, when I asked her um, about two years ago if she wanted to be the voice of of Ingrid Bergman in my film, she said immediately, yes. And uh, she always said, even if uh, it was difficult to to, to get it done because she, wa- uh, she was uh, working all the time, we, we uh, uh, recorded her one Saturday in, in, in London and one Sunday in Copenhagen uh, when she was free. But anyway, all the time she said, it's, it's an honor to to be in the movie and to be the voice of Ingrid Bergman. So she is a very sweet actress and very talented one. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Stieg Bjorkman. He's the director, screenwriter for the film Ingrid Bergman, or sorry, Ingrid Bergman in her own words. Um, what's the, I'm so glad to that you were able to, uh, we get to that part of the story where she she had the opportunity and and took that opportunity to work with Ingmar Bergman, uh, arguably the certainly the most internationally well known uh, Swedish director and arguably yeah. one of the great directors 
in all of the history of filmmaking. Um, and it was great to see that scene. Do you have some footage from a particularly difficult part of the filmmaking process for her and for for Ingmar in that? And I, I just thought there's so there's just so uh, uh, one of the strengths of this film is uh, we get to see all sides of her. And and throughout it, you like her no matter what is going on in her life. There's always something uh, relatable and something connectable about, that's a word, mm. being able to connect yeah. with her throughout her whole life and to see her as an artist. I, I think often we don't think of uh, actors and actresses for the artists that they are, and this film certainly makes a, a fantastic case for that. Um, it, it's it's really a, a beautiful uh, telling of her story um, that you've, you've mm. produced here. Just uh, wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to hear. Yes. Um, I want What's what's the perception of her uh, in her home country? What how do you, how do people think of her and reflect on her her career? Well, I'm I'm very happy because the film has been very successful in Sweden. Uh, and very successful as a documentary because um, it has been running now for four months in in uh, cinemas here in Sweden and it's still it's just in one cinema now in in Stockholm but anyway it's still on and uh, the DVD of of the even if the DVD came out uh, uh, two weeks before Christmas uh, so uh, no. But it may sound uh, very little, but uh, we've had 200,000 um, uh, visits in, in, in cinema, cinemas in, in Sweden, and uh, that's quite, quite a lot for a, a documentary. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Sweden is, is just a country of 9 million people. So. Right. That's, a, that's a significant... Uh, percentage of the population. You're you're absolutely and right. uh, I, the blockbusters. I mean the the fiction films in in cinemas. They reach at the most, say around half a million of uh, spectators. So mm-hmm. two hundred thousand for a documentary is not too bad. But has the film created kind of a space for people to reconsider her as a her acting? I think so. Yes, okay. uh, because. Um, uh, of course, it's uh, an older generation uh, who goes to see her and in this movie, but also very many young ones who, ha- and even people who have never heard or or known about her very well, uh, they come and see her, and I think they they get uh, uh, another kind, uh, another view of of this. Um, extraordinary actress and and i'm very happy for that so i've 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 gotten so uh, many different kind of people who have uh said that they uh, well i'm just well, appreciate the portrait and appreciate the the the, the movie and uh, but also that um, they they have seen uh, managed to see her in in quite another light than before yeah, and I, I'm just curious in terms of her, you know the uh, the thoughts of her as an actress, and then, the, then there's a sort of she had she lived a very public, private life for many years. And in fact, and people will who may know something about her will not probably know that her uh, affair with uh, uh, with Roberto Rossellini caused such a stir here in the United States that it became kind of 
uh, a thing whether or not she would be allowed to be in any more American. No, no, she, she was more or, or less uh, uh, persona non grata for uh, seven, eight years, and and uh, she she came back uh, only after made, making uh, another American movie, Anastasia, for which she she won her second Academy Award. Yeah. But uh, yeah. for a long period, uh, she was um, you know, uh, seen as persona non grata in in the U.S. That's true. It's it's hard to imagine in this in today's environment where this would be an issue, but back in the fifties and this was and uh, through it all, she seemed in in the film she seemed gracious. She seemed to be uh, dedicated to her children. She seemed dedicated to keeping her art alive, and she did that in a number of different ways. Um, yeah. I, I, I my my favorite newsreel part of, of uh, because there are lots of news real material in my film also is when she's uh, coming back to america and she she's a, a bit afraid of going back to america after having been uh, away for eight years uh, but she's there to to receive the new york film critics prize as best actress for anastasia and, and she's uh, interviewed at the airport in new york when she she comes there and the interviewer says to her, asks her, Miss Bergman, uh, do you regret anything in your life? And she's smiling radiantly, radiantly and, and uh, answers, no, I, I, I don't regret anything um, I've done. I only regret the things I haven't done yet. <laughs> so uh, I think that's very typical. I, I, I see her as a very modern, very courageous and a woman, um, an extraordinary woman, much who, who lived much before her time, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I, that's the thing that is so uh, so wonderful to see in in her, and and I and in this film and in the footage that you were able to find. I, I think it's really important, at least for me, that people understand that throughout throughout all of this. All she obviously early part of her life losing her parents, she was a very dedicated um, mother to her children, and they all seem to have come away. I think with Pia, there's a little more of a complex relationship than than the other of kids. Course, yeah, but they. But, but through I it, I mean, she she lived the kind of life any man uh, still do, uh, but maybe women didn't even actresses didn't live the way she did. Uh, in, in the 40s and 50s, but uh, work was so important for her, and I think work meant most uh, for her. And she was away during long periods making a movie or, or uh, working in theater, but apparently when she was at home, she was a very present mother. Uh, and then... Uh, she went away again and, and came back, but uh, yeah. she was not always uh, um, present in, in the families, but um, you can see all, all four children of her uh, are quite successful in different ways. Yeah, it's just, the film, again, is Ingrid Bergman in her own words. Uh, it's, uh, I believe there's a couple of places it still might be screening here in, in, uh, in the United States. Not, uh, but that you can go to uh the the website there's one at uh uh trust 
Nord Nordisk um, as one spot. Um, where else is this available yet on um, any of the pay per view or um, any of the other platforms? Uh, it has been it it uh, has been out in in New York and it ran there for three weeks in a in a at Lincoln um, Plaza uh, okay. Cinema in New York. I, I know it has been. It opened in Los Angeles before Christmas, yes. and uh, it yeah. has been shown in Washington and comes to other other cities now in January and February. I I don't remember when and where, but, um, but I'm. Do we have a? It's a, very nice. I'm I'm very happy for. Yeah. For well, do we have a? Do we have an yeah. iTunes or any any dates coming up for for its uh, release uh, on other platforms? Um, no, but of course there will be a DVD. Uh, uh, okay. Coming, uh, I don't know when, and uh, okay. I don't know how, but uh, of course, okay, well, it will be. Well, it's on the short list for the for consideration for an Academy Award nomination for documentary. It uh, it's well deserving, um, and uh, oh yeah, a- and so keep an eye open for this. It's uh, Ingrid Bergman in her own words, uh, and. Thank you, Stieg uh, Bjorkman, for, so much for being here and for your film. I, I, I Real quick, before I let you go, real fast, I also okay. want to let people know that you've made other films, including, uh, but film is my mistress, uh, Transformer, a portrait of Lars, Lars von Trier, as well as you're a film critic. You write for a number of different uh, journals, including uh, Sight and Sound and others. So um, an accomplished and a a uh, filmmaker and a lover of film in general um and an honor to have you here on film school today thank thank you very much very thank, nice talking to you as well as well thank you again the film ingrid bergman in her own words uh, director screenwriter uh stieg bjorkman thank you thanks You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.